0: Welcome to Fit Body, Happy Joints. My name is Dr. Shannon. I'm a physical therapist and owner of Evel Fitness. And today we have Dr. Peyton on the podcast. Welcome, Peyton.
1: Thank you. So happy to be here.
0: Peyton and I were having a discussion like we do in many of our just team meetings. We always get talking about things. And she was kind of talking about how she's been noticing a lot on cycle syncing on TikTok in particular. And we would like, we have thoughts about this. We would like to clear some things up and we want to start by saying that there's really not a lot of research in this subject, in the subject of cycle syncing and exercise for women. So there's no it's hard for us to be evidence-based on this because there's just not enough evidence. So that said, I wanted to give that disclaimer that we are just using our own educated lens on a lot of this stuff. And if there is further research that comes out, we will absolutely change our tune if we need to. But we just thought that it seems a little confusing and it seems a little counterproductive in some ways. So we wanted to talk about it. Cause like, I think the only research that's out right now around females and exercise is the work of Stacey Sims. And a lot of Stacey Sims work is geared towards the female athlete, not towards just the general female who's trying to exercise and be fit. And I think the female athlete goals are very different, right? The goal is to like, win. the goal is performance versus just the general public the goal is to like be healthy and not hurt and maybe see body composition changes and things like that so let's get into it um i just wanted to give that little disclaimer and i also we also want to say that if cycle syncing if you're doing it and it's working for you and it feels really good like please keep going we are we do not want to discourage anyone from doing something that feels aligned right. but we just wanted to kind of give our opinions on it absolutely So first, let's talk about what cycle syncing is. Peyton, do you want to discuss what that means?
1: Yeah. So cycle syncing, for those who've never heard of it, is pairing particular types of exercise modalities or formats with the different phases of your cycle and how it's traditionally shown on TikTok specifically, but social media in general is pairing it with the four different phases of your cycle, starting with um the menstrual phase, um then going into the follicular phase, then the ovulatory phase and the luteal phase. Um and based on whichever phase you're in, they recommend, I say they very generally because it's literally the TikTok, uh the TikTok <laughs> recommends. Um, doing different types of exercise based on that. So for example, most of the time I see the menstrual phase associated. So when you're actually on your period associated with things like yoga and slow movement, and then oftentimes they switch once you switch into the ovulatory phase about halfway through your cycle, they typically, they they say there's this big ramp in hormones. So you can be doing these big HIIT workouts and things like that. Um, and then kind of paring it down from there. So depending on where you are, it changes the type of exercise.
0: Yeah. And we talked about how to work out when you're on your period in a separate podcast that if you, I'll link that in the show notes if you want to go check that out. But there's a lot of misconceptions about this because you're actually most similar to a man and hormonally when you're on your period. So people think that you should be ramping it down when in reality, it might be an opportunity to, Ramp up your resistance training and things like that. Of course, it's going to vary depending on who you are. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. But I think that there's lots of misconceptions around like what to do at what part of your cycle. It's all just a big confusing mess right now.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Let's talk about first why we like this trend. So, what are some reasons why? I mean, what I've seen on social media that I'm starting to really love, and I think it's a little misguided sometimes, but I'm really starting to see like an emphasis on lower intensity an emphasis on doing Pilates an emphasis on being gentle on your body, which I think is like, oh my gosh, that is such a welcome change from the let's grind our body into the ground. Like if you're not going at a hundred percent, why bother? Like all of that trash that is not good for our bodies. But I think that we've swung too far the other way. Like, I think we've swung too far into this lower intensity where I think there's somewhere in the middle. That's probably the best. And I think where Evlo tends to lie, but what are some reasons why, what are some other reasons why we're kind of liking this movement?
1: Yeah, I think the idea of varying the intensity of your exercises at different parts of the month or different days of the week is an interesting idea. And one of the pros of it. So i think just in general this removal of the suggestion of this constant moderate intensity type of exercise like think treadmill combined with rowing combined with you know different things that women are doing or were doing really for the last 10 years every day of the week sometimes so i think this idea of cycle thinking what one of the major benefits has been is that it's taken women out of that constant moderate Level intensity work. And it's added variety to their schedule, which has then in turn given their nervous system and their muscles prob- uh, definitely time to recover from different types of exercise whereas before if you're just doing the same exact level of intensity especially that moderate intensity constantly your both your body and your nervous system are not going to have the opportunity to heal and recover properly and that can that can put you into a little bit of a tailspin
0: yeah i think that that constant moderate intensity work like is a lot of where, a lot of where group fitness comes in like a lot of the 60 minute classes where you're in yeah. that You're in that kind of, and we kind of like to think of moderate intensity or at least a lot of, there's nothing wrong with moderate intensity, but it's just, if it's every single day, every single workout, it's kind of no man's land where you're not working out hard enough to potentially see optimal change, but then it's, it's still stressful on your system because it's still a lot of repetition and it's still, it's still spiking cortisol and things like that. So that's, I think where the misconceptions come in around cycle syncing, because is it cycle syncing that is balancing your hormones, or is it the removal of this constant moderate intensity work that's balancing your hormones and making you feel better?
1: Absolutely. I My educated hypothesis, again, because there's not a whole lot of research on this, is that the people who are seeing these incredible benefits are people who would have Benefited just from changing their routine in general, meaning they're not doing five days a week or sometimes seven days a week of moderate intensity um, style classes. So when they go into cycle syncing, they're you know seeing an improvement in their ability to sleep, they're an improved ability to recover. And they're not feeling as sore all the time. All the things that we know can happen if you give your body that space and time to recover. So it's hard to say, and I would argue that it's not necessarily because you're pairing a specific movement type with a specific week within your cycle that's making that change, but rather it's the removal of the stimulus. It's taking the nail out of the foot to stop it from hurting, as opposed to putting a Band-Aid on top of it. That's actually causing the change.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. 100%. And I think that there's along those lines, there's lots of questions about like, is this balancing my hormones? I think the whole like balancing your your hormones thing is a little confusing. Again, I don't think there's a ton of research around this. There's lots of hypothesis and there's lots of anecdotal evidence, but what I would like to kind of mention is that building muscle and a focus on building muscle is going to really improve your hormone balance because namely insulin, your insulin sensitivity and insulin is a hormone that regulates and influences every single cell in our body. So it's really queen. It's like queen hormone and you you can't, you can't dub one queen because they all are important and they all play significant roles in our health and balance. But the more muscle mass you have, the better your insulin sensitivity, because I can back this up and kind of talk about why that is. I've talked about this in other episodes before, but basically the more stored, the bigger your muscles are, the better storage site you have for glucose. When you eat, The food from the food that you eat is broken down into glucose and used throughout the body. So it's either used for your digestion or cellular cleanup or immune health, whatever it may be. And then anything left over from that is either shuttled to your liver for emergencies, to your muscles, or anything left over after those two are topped off is shuttled to fat. So if we can increase the size or the storage sites of those of the, what the muscles, which helps store glycogen, then less of the glycogen that we're eating is shuttled to fat. Mm-hmm. And this can improve our insulin sensitivity, which can improve various other levels of, um, hormones in our body and improve how we feel. So yeah. again, I think it's like we're talking, we're almost getting too much into the weeds a little bit with this cycle syncing when if we just focused on building muscle, maybe that will balance us more than just trying to like be super um, structured about what workouts we do at what part of the, the month and things like that.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I think part of that as well, it, it pairs with the misconceptions about gaining muscle. So people think that you can't, have a, a gentle form of exercise that effectively builds muscle. So they think it's automatically counter to cycle sinking. When in fact, we, we propose that it's not that there's a way to gently, but effectively build muscle yes. that is not going to put you into a tailspin hormonally and will in fact push you even, even higher in terms of your hormonal health. Um, because yes. of your ability to become more uh insulin sensitive,
0: yeah, and it, but I think like in the fitness industry, there is so much dogma about what it what it means to build muscle and what you have yes. to do to build muscle and I think that a lot of women are not aligning with that type of fitness because it feels too intense or it feels it it's overly stressful or it hurts their body or right. it's it's depleting, and that ends up making them kind of fall into the over-exercise category, which negates the benefits of building muscle if you're over-exercising, right. So it's, it's like, I think there, this is where we have a really good opportunity to find that in-between place where yes, you're building muscle, but you're doing so in a gentle way. You're taking your time. You don't have to do these big giant movements that, you know, stress out your body. You don't have to do these really intense workouts that are stressing out your body in order to build muscle. There's some gray space in between where it's a really good opportunity for women to lie in my opinion. I agree. So, let's talk about did we cover all of the misconceptions cuz Peyton was kind of talking in our meeting and I was like, "Oh my gosh, we need to do a podcast cuz you yeah. just like kept like just dropping flames." So, and that's I, not the that's not the term I'm thinking of. <laughs> dropping bombs. I love like, it. What am I th-
1: love love dropping flames over
0: dropping here. Flame. Dropping Flaming
1: flames. <laughs> um Peyton the flamethrower. I, I think that the Only misconception maybe that we could touch a little bit more on is the question of, okay, if we're saying that it's we need to be building muscle to really have good hormone health, can you still gain muscle while cycle syncing? And my argument would be, in how it's proposed to do today on social media, no, I think it would be really, really difficult, especially because most women have a harder time building muscle in general. I know I do. I know you do. And what it takes to build muscle is effective mechanical load or stimulus to the muscle that is progressively overloaded over, it can be a long period of time. So with the way that cycle thinking is being done right now, where one week you're doing more yoga type moves, one week you're doing more Pilates, one week you're, you're getting more into strength training, but adding hit, and then one week you're doing just regular kind of strength training, you're, you're potentially having over half of your month where you're not lifting anything at all. And we don't, in our model, we're not saying you need to lift the heaviest amount possible. It's all about the specific load to the muscle. But if you aren't loading the muscle beyond a certain threshold, and we've got a lot of resources for that consistently throughout the month, then you are going to have a really, really hard time effectively gaining muscle. So I think with the way that it's proposed right now, it would be counter to being able to gain muscle.
0: Yes. Cause the first phase of building muscle is just neuromuscular connection. So, and that can take, you know, four to eight weeks of consistent training week after week after yes. week. So if you are always kind of starting from square one, then you're never moving past that first phase, which is neuromuscular strength into hypertrophy, which happens after about eight to 12 weeks of consistent lif- lifting. So if you're always just cycling back to square one you might just sort of be treading water instead of moving yourself forward and missing the benefits, the hormonal benefits of being able to add muscle to your body.
1: 100%.
0: So let's talk about then if someone is interested in cycle syncing, because I do love the idea of just being more intuitive. Like that is what I love Absolutely. about this movement. Yes. Is, and that's something that we always want to recommend is just like, you, we don't want to be wedging our bodies into something that our bodies is screaming. No, (laughs) like I need rest. I need less. Right. So what is, what are some way, well, let's talk about trackers because I think that, you know, I, uh, Peyton uses the aura ring and I use the flow app to track my cycle. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking about offline, like before I even open my flow app to see where I am in my cycle, I just check in to see how I'm feeling. And a lot of times how I'm feeling physically or how I'm feeling in my workout does not match what my flow app is telling me. Like that just happened this week. Like on Monday I was in class and I just did not feel strong. Like the weights that I usually lift felt so heavy. And I went to my cycle or my flow app and it was like, said the literal opposite. It was like, (laughs) you are going to, uh, your performance should be increasing right now because of a surge in estrogen. You should be, this is a great time to lift heavy. And I'm like, what? Like it's totally opposite. But if I had opened that flow app first, before I checked in with myself, I could be working against myself.
1: Absolutely. And you could be, that would be just yet another reason to beat yourself up in your workout. You might get, you might read that, get to your workout, and then you're, you feel, feel the way that you actually felt of, gosh, I'm not feeling as strong. I'm not feeling as, as good as I normally do. But my flow app was telling me that this is the time. So I guess I just need to push through it because that's, that's where I am in my, in my phase. So it it takes a little bit of that independence out of it, or it takes a little bit of, like you mentioned, the intuitiveness of what we are trying to cultivate of it being an each and every day assessment thing for yourself of stepping onto your mat from the get-go before your workout, taking a few moments of breath work to really check in with yourself, both physically and mentally saying, what do I need today? Not the week, not based on any outside source other than yourself, because no one knows except for you. Yes. And and then even if you check in with yourself there and let's say you checked in on Monday, you're like, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling rested. And then you start going in your movements and you're not feeling great and you're not feeling rested. Then you have the opportunity to adjust in real time as opposed to being beholden to this idea of I am at this specific spot. That means I need to be doing this or feeling this way.
0: Yes. And the irony is you will feel more balanced when you approach your workouts that way. Like
1: I, my my hypothesis is, is that people will naturally cycle sync if they operate in that way if because all if all of our, I really believe that all of our cycles are really individualized like sure there can be some overarching themes based on different levels of hormones and things like that however I think that people might operate a little bit more individually than is being proposed Supported. So then if you take the opportunity of over the course of a few months of really checking in with yourself, maybe you even use an app and you write in your own symptoms and your own things or write it down on a piece of paper. I think you'll start to notice that you have this natural cycle that you build up or, or lower down a little bit, uh, bury the intensity naturally based on what you're feeling, not from an outside
0: source. Absolutely. You will see patterns When you start to track those things like we've talked about and again, another podcast that we've done, like when you're on your period, you know, culturally, that's when you're hugging a tub of ice cream on the couch watching um, rom coms because you just feel like crap. Right. But like you and I have talked about, that's when we, that's our best week of the month. Like that's when yeah. I feel the most energetic. That's when I feel the most, like I'm most connected. I'm strongest that week. Yeah. So a lot of it, I think can be placebo too. Is that like, if you were told this, this week, you should feel like this. And then you're like, oh, I guess I do. You know, so it's a it little just, bit of
1: a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. yeah. Instead yeah. Of it's, it's turning, it's turning outward instead of turning inward to yourself to analyze a, how how you actually feel.
0: Yes. So is there a place for cycle syncing in, in the Evlo workouts? Like if someone does want to cycle sync, what's our recommendation?
1: Yeah. I think one of the things that we can think about, if we want to look at it from a hormonal perspective in that second half, if we look at our at our cycle as two halves instead of the four phases, we got the first half is the is the follicular phase, and then the second half would be the luteal phase. It's in that second half, especially towards the end of it, that you that because you're having this rise in estrogen and progesterone, it actually sets your body up into more of a catabolic phase, which means a breakdown or or that's uh, a breakdown phase. So, for example, like with exercise, exercise is a catabolic process where we're breaking muscle tissue down intentionally. And then we need the anabolic process to build things back up. So because of the level of your hormones in that second phase, you're already in more of a heightened state of, of, of is it catabolism? Is that a word? That's what my Cat- brain wanted to say. Catabolism. Catabolism? It's not catabolism have you know one of the metabolism. you're in sort of a catabolic state we'll say it that way <laughs> and and so you might not be able to recover as well. So maybe during that second phase, you could start checking in with yourself over the course of a few months and say, hey, I am feeling like I, I do a class, I do my my Monday class. And on, I'm not feeling like I'm recovering as well as I normally do. If you're noticing that maybe in your second workout of the week, you don't lift quite as heavy, You you dial it back just a bit, or you stay at where you were instead of maybe trying to go up in resistance if that was your plan from a progressive overload standpoint. So maybe you either hold or go down a little bit. I'd also recommend during this time, maybe taking out, if you're utilizing the hit class, the cardio burst class, maybe you take that out for the week because that's also going to ramp up more of that catabolic state. So maybe you take that back for the, the second, the third week or the fourth week within your cycle, if you're noticing that.
0: I love that. I think you could also change your schedule a little bit. Like we have on the membership, we have four day track, five day, three, four or five day track. So Mm -hmm. you could try playing around with maybe the second half of your cycle, if you are feeling these symptoms and maybe you're not feeling these symptoms, but if you're feeling the symptoms like, okay, I'm not recovering, I'm sore, I'm really fatigued, I feel a bit weaker, maybe you're switching to a different track. So maybe you're trying the three-day-a-week track instead of the five-day-a-week track. Maybe those extra two recovery days are exactly what your body needs and having like spacing out your workouts a little bit more might give you better ability to recover during that time when you're, it's a little harder to recover. Um, I love
1: that idea. I, I love just, it. I love it too because you're still getting the same load to the muscles as you are in the five time a week track, but you're just giving your entire system two whole extra days to recover, doing maybe just something like going on a gentle walk, something easy, something that feels really good. Like that's when you could add in something like a flow or or any type of movement that feels good for your body. You get to add that in there on those two extra days. I love that idea.
0: Yes. Or even like leaning on the minis, like if you need Mm -hmm. some shorter workouts and I think it's all just giving, we go back to this so often, but just giving, giving y'all the room to play and get curious and experiment and almost use your routine as a little science experiment. Like, okay, this is my hypothesis. I'm going to test this out. For a month or so, I'm gonna see how I feel. I'm gonna see how I progress. I do that all the time, mm-hmm. so and then once you find something that works, it's just like cool, let's rinse and repeat. now I can just kind of go um, but you can't go wrong when you are listening and dialing back if you need to and dialing up when you're feeling good. absolutely, totally agree, okay. Anything that we missed?
1: no, I feel like that really we wanted to give this as a as a good guide or try to clear up some misconceptions and I think this does that.
0: Yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. Thank you so much, Peyton. We will see you all next week. Same time, same place.